Welcome to another inspirational message from Gateway Life Church. We're so glad that you've joined us and trust that this podcast will be a blessing to you. Therefore, the Lord will wait that he may be gracious to you. He wants to be gracious to you. So he's waiting. What's he waiting for? He's waiting to be gracious. He's waiting to be gracious because you need to grow. He's waiting to be gracious because you couldn't take the blessing. You couldn't take the increase unless you grew. And so he waits that he might be gracious. Now here at Gateway Church, you know, in the past 12 months or so, and I've only been here a short time myself, but God has taken the tree and given it a good shake and a lot of leaves have fallen off. And God gave me this vision through the week. I was walking down the backyard and there at the back, just left of the, uh, the clothes hoist, was a, a great big tree and all the leaves had fallen off. And in the place of the leaves were thousands and thousands of buds. And the Lord said to me very clearly, this is Gateway Life Church. The leaves may have, I may have shaken the leaves off and some have fallen off. But now I'm making room for the buds and there's thousands and thousands of buds. God is going to do a great work through you, through me, through this church. He's already begun. If you go to the men's meeting on a Wednesday night, it's, it's an incredible time. I always go away thinking, bring on next Wednesday. He blesses you so much. <laughs> Thursday night, life group. Inspiring inspiring openness, vulnerability, blessing from God as he speaks his word into us. God is going to bless our church. It's budding. So come on, bud. Get your life together. I love this church. I love Gateway Life Church because if I go up to someone and say, hello, Adrian, nine times out of ten, I'm going to get it right. (laughs) Just don't call me Adrian. Now, God is going to bless our church, but he delays that he might be gracious. Jason, you know, you've been through a lot. Trina, you've been through a lot over the last 12 months. Perhaps, um, you know, sometimes the vision gets dim. Sometimes, you know, there's a lot of things on your mind. They're like monkeys in the tree. In a multitude of my thoughts within me, the psalmist says, your comforts delight my soul. And what he's saying to you, Jason and Trina, is he's delaying that he might be gracious to you. It's to you, it's to me, it's to you, Peter, it's to every one of us. God is waiting that he might be gracious to you. He's broadening the tent pegs. He's broadening our hearts. He's opening our hearts so that he might be blessed, bless you even more so that you can contain it. In John chapter 3 and verse 2, it says there, I pray that the Lord prosper you and you be in health even as your soul prospers. Get that. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. (laughs) What's he saying there? He delays that he might be gracious. He delays that he might be gracious. If God were to bless you now or before he increased you, you would not contain it. It would destroy you. Do you know that 80% of people who win the major lotteries, 80% of them go broke. Why? They haven't got the grace, they haven't got the gift, they haven't got the ability to contain the blessing. So God waits on his people not to deny them. God isn't waiting to deny you. 
His thoughts are always good towards us. We are the apple of his eye. He loves us. He died for us. He, he shed his blood for us. His son, the Lord Jesus Christ, endured the greatest contradiction against himself. Sinful men he created whipped him, beat him, nailed him to a cross for you. He did that for me. He cannot deny himself. Why? He remains faithful. We oscillate, don't we, in our faithfulness. We fail him. We, like Peter, deny him. Have you denied him? I've denied him. We deny him with our lips. We deny him with our life. We deny him with our feet. We deny him with with our hands. He cannot deny himself. He remains faithful. What a glorious thing. It doesn't depend on me. It depends on him. And when I come to him and I give him my petitions and he delays, I remind myself he cannot deny himself. He's waiting that he might be gracious to me. Through the week, I'm preparing my sermon and uh, I'm waiting on God. On Friday, I had a deadline. This is a deadline. If this, if this doesn't come, I'm dead. My business is over. My life is over. My home is gone. I'm dead. So I wake up Friday morning. Friday's a deadline. I look at the bank account. It's not there. I take the dogs out in the park. I'm walking away and I said the words of Mark chapter 9. We'll get there in a moment. But I'm way ahead of myself here. It doesn't matter. What does it matter? I said the words of Mark chapter 9 and verse 23 where the man whose son was possessed with a demon, um, his son is rolling on the ground. The, the demon has a hold of him. It's a mute spirit. Sometimes he's thrown his son into the fire. Sometimes he's thrown him into the water to destroy him. Satan wants to destroy us. We're in the image of Christ. Satan hates Christ. He wants to be Christ. He will represent himself as the lawless one. He will come and represent himself as the Christ. And God will send the world's strong delusion to believe the lie. And Christ will come. And you'll know it's him. He's coming in clouds. He's coming in the air. And uh, he's coming for his people. The dead in Christ shall rise first, and those who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with him. God's delays are not God's denials. You know, we live in an uncertain world. We can, uh, I used to uh, fly quite a bit with business and travel quite often, but you knew if you bought a ticket and got on a plane that you were probably going to get to the destination on time. Well, when we were on our uh, uh, wedding, we had our wedding up in uh, Cairns and we were going to travel to our honeymoon on Hamilton Island and uh, Trudy, of course, had arranged all the detail, as she does. <laughs> all the itinerary was set ahead, all the things we're going to do, the places we're going to go, they're all set in place and we're flying out from Cairns Airport and we get to the airport and we go inside to look towards the counter where we check in and no one's there. And I'm thinking, this is not good, this is not good. We get up the counter, and very sorry, your flight's been delayed. Oh, no. Distraction, disaster. Oh, no, frustration. Do you feel frustrated? Do you feel frustrated at the moment because you're praying for something important, something you think is absolutely essential, and it hasn't come yet? God's delays are not God's denials. So the flight's delayed. 
And guess what? We miss our flight to our honeymoon on Hamilton Island. We've got to spend a night in Brisbane. And so off we go. All our itinerary has changed. We're disappointed. We're distracted. We're agitated. We're angry. You know, the whole thing seems to be falling apart when really it's falling together. We get to the, we get to the island and a wonderful place. The sun comes out for the first time <laughs> in days. It rained on our wedding day. So apparently that's a good thing. The wet brides are a good luck thing. And uh, anyway, it's worked out okay so far. We're still married. And uh, anyway, so we get to the island and uh, we, we've, everything's changed. All the timing's changed. Everything's changed. We, and we had, so we booked this flight to uh, Whitehaven Beach. So the helicopter lands on the beach. Fantastic. And, there's, and there's, there's other helicopters and other honeymoon couples walking up and down the beach. And Trudy and I walk down the beach and there's another couple. And they come up to us, we go up to them and, and, um, and we start talking away. And Trudy gets to share her faith. And uh, they talk about faith, and she says, oh, I, I, go to, I have gone to church, but I'm not going to church at the moment. And then the fellow, Sam, he says to me, um, yeah, I, I used to live in Sydney. I said, I used to live in Sydney. He said, uh, I've got a Russian background. And I said, oh, I know a couple of Russians in Sydney. Here's a long shot. Do you know Joe Risco? And he goes, I know Joe. I know Joe. And I said, Sam, I'm, I'm very sorry, Mate, but Joe passed away only a couple of months ago. Oh, and we had a God moment. That delay set everything in place. It made us frustrated and angry and, and it disturbed us. It disturbed our peace and things, we were put out a bit. And God had the timing absolutely organised down to the dust on, on, the, uh, on the scales. Every minute detail was in place. We thought it was disaster. We thought it was wrong. And that's how it is in our lives, isn't it? God delays that he might be gracious. But when we're in the boat and the storm is howling around us and he seems to be asleep, get up, you sleeper, the disciples said. Get off your pillow. Don't you, know, don't you care that we're dying? You see, the, sometimes the circumstances that God brings into our life, sometimes it makes us doubt him to the point where we're angry with him like Jonah. God said he was going to destroy Nineveh, 120,000 people, in 30 days. See, the Lord waited. And then he changed the heart of king, the king of Nineveh, and he came to fast, and no one could eat or drink for three days, and God heard and relented. He didn't destroy it. And Jonah got angry. God got angry with the delay. And the Lord said to him, are you angry? Are you angry with God because he's delayed? He's delayed. You cry out to him and he's delayed. He hasn't, hasn't, be, hasn't been working to your timetable. It can make us angry. And the words to Jonah, maybe it's a word to some of you here today, is this. Are you right to be angry? Are you right? Did you cause that vine to grow over you and give you shade? Are you not careful for the 120,000 people who cannot know their right hand from their left and much cattle? And that's how the, the book ends. Are you angry with God because he's delayed? I forgot to tell you when I was in the paddock and I didn't get to the main point, Jason. Here I am. It's Friday afternoon. It's Friday morning and I'm taking the dogs for a walk and the money hasn't come. 
What's going to happen, Lord? And I say these words from Mark chapter 9. I've been preparing it all week and I can quote those words and I'm praying and I don't realise I'm actually quoting the passage. And I say, Lord, um, if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. So many people are going to be affected. So many people are going to be hurt. My reputation is going to be destroyed. If you can do anything, help us. And I stopped praying and I, and I, I said, oh, I had my phone in my hand. I held it up and I said, oh, sorry, Lord. You know what my message is? It's not anything, it's everything. The Lord turns this man and his son's on the ground wallowing. He's wallowing from the mouth. He's convulsing on the ground and the Lord Jesus Christ turns to his father. There's his son. He's destitute. He's, Satan's got him in his grip. Maybe he's got some of you in his grip today, online or, or here today. Maybe he has you in your grip. You know, the, the Bible says that we, if you're going to spoil his goods, you have to bind the strong man first. If Gateway Church is going to bloom and blossom and grow and all the buds are going to fill this place with fragrance and fill Albury with fragrance, if God is going to do a new thing and cause revival here and start a fire in our lives, we have to humble ourselves. We have to recognise who we are. He cannot deny himself towards us. He remains faithful. It's his work. We're his people. This is his place. It's his day. It's his book. It's his purpose in our lives. That's important. He delays that he might be gracious. And so I lift up my phone and I said, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not anything. It's everything. Because the Lord turns to the Father and says, concerning his son, he says, everything is possible to him who believes. It's not anything, it's everything. And I said, Lord, give me everything. Beep, beep. My phone goes off, $44,000 in the account. Beep, beep. It's not anything, it's everything. It's not some things, it's all things. Don't underestimate God. Don't underestimate him. He will do far above what you ask and think for yourselves. Why is that? He loves us. He loves you with an everlasting love. Do you know that there's never been a time that God has loved you, Tracy? Never been a time that he's loved you more than he loves you at this very moment? Do you know there's never been a time, never been a time, Justin, when... God has loved you less than he loves you at the moment because God's love cannot increase. Unlike ours that oscillates backward and forwards, rises and falls with how things are going. How are things going? Has God delayed? See, God remains faithful. With him there's no shadow of turning. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. He's the same. He is perfect righteousness. He is perfect holiness. He is perfect. He is powerful. He is all-powerful. He's all-knowing. He's everywhere present. He's all-sufficient. In Song of Songs, he's altogether lovely. Everything about Christ. He's the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He's the Master of heaven. Heaven reigns. Heaven reigns. His delays are not his denials. He can never deny himself. He's made a covenant in his blood with himself. And you are the benefactors 
I am the benefactor of that great transaction that happened on the cross. It was a transaction. He paid a debt I could not pay. He paid a debt I could not pay. He paid a debt he did not owe. And Isaiah says again in Isaiah 53, He, the Father, shall look upon the Son and be satisfied. See, when God sees us, he doesn't see you anymore, in essence. He sees you through Christ. I'm told in Japanese, the figure for righteousness in their pictorial language, the figure for righteousness is a man underneath a lamb. When God sees you, he sees you through the mercy seat. He sees you through the lamb. You are spotless. You are blameless. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? Our sins have been removed from the, for as far as the east is from the west. There is now no condemnation for you that are in Christ. You've passed from death to life. You're a new creation. Behold, all things have, all things have passed away. Everything has become new. You are blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. That's our position. That position never changes. Our experience changes. Our joy ebbs and flows. Our love ebbs and flows. He remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. He cannot deny himself. He waits that he may be gracious to you. Then he turns to his son and he rebukes the demon and it, it leaves him as, as if he were dead on the ground. This is a message for fathers. The message for fathers who have children. How many fathers have children here today and online? I'm a father of four. I have uh, four children, three, three daughters and a son and six granddaughters. Praise God. And uh, three of those children are saved today. One is not. Her name is Rebecca. She's getting married in a few weeks' time. I pray, I plead like this man prays and pleads for his son, she is just as tied up by Satan as that boy on the ground, wallowing, wallowing and rigid and, and uh, uh, close to death. She's just like that. The scripture says that outside of Christ we are dead in trespasses and sins. And so my daughter is dead in trespasses and sins. She needs life. And you know what? As a Christian father and as a Christian parent, I learned something very, very early in my Christian life. And that is that I cannot save my children. I cannot save them. Only God can save. Salvation is of the Lord. Grace comes, uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. In Ephesians chapter 2, by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves is the gift of God. Salvation comes from above. It does come from without. It comes down upon you. It comes down from him. He tears the curtain from top to bottom. Salvation comes from him. Jonah said that when he was vomited out of the fish onto the shores of Nineveh after taking the first all-expenses-paid submarine trip. <laughs> He's vomited out, and his words were in Jonah chapter 2, in the last verse there, it says, his, his conclusion is, salvation is of the Lord. He delays that he might be gracious. Jonah was on a ship heading towards Tarshish. God said, go to Nineveh. He said, I'm going to Tarshish. Tarshish was a prosperous place where he as a prophet could perhaps have um, uh, prominence as a prophet of God. 
He gets on a boat heading towards Tarshish. You know what? Many Christians are on a boat heading towards Tarshish. Are you on that boat? It's heading away from the will of God. It's running from God. He delays it. He might be gracious. So Jonah takes this trip and the mariners chuck him off into the sea. Great fish takes him up. It was a sardine. It wasn't a while. And carries him to the shores of Nineveh and throws him up on the beach. He's back where God wants him. Now he's running with God. Before he's running from God, now he's running to God. God's delays are not God's denials. He's waiting. He's waiting that he might be gracious to you. He's waiting that he might be gracious to our church. He's waiting that he might be gracious to you, Christian father, in the salvation of your children. Hold up that child. Hold up that child with me, Rebecca. She's my child. Hold up your child to God now. Hold, hold them up. God can save them. He won't just do anything. He will do everything. Where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst. If two of you on earth can agree on anything, that's a miracle. If you can get two Christians agreeing on something, that's a miracle. But if we can agree on this, we can agree on this, then guess what? The promise is it will be bound in heaven and we'll be bound on earth. What a promise. What power we have as God's people. We can change everything. It's not anything. It's everything. It's not some things. It's all things. All things are possible to him who believes. Do you believe? All things are possible to him who believes. God can save our children. Religion can't save them. When this man's presented to Christ, the scribes are arguing about, let's form a committee. Let's see whether we can heal him on the, the Sabbath day or not. And then the, boy, the, the man takes his son to the disciples and they can't heal him. Jason can't heal your children. I can't heal your children. Gateway Life Church can't heal your children. Only God can heal your children. Pray that God will be with the teachers. Pray that God will be with Jason and, and people who minister the word of God here because God will use those instruments. But it's God who saves. Salvation is of God, not of us. He delays that he might be gracious. He delays that he might be gracious. You've been praying for years for your children and for those loved ones. Maybe you're a son or a daughter. Hands up if you're a son or a daughter here. Trick question. You're all sons and daughters. Maybe you're a son and daughter and you're praying for your parents. How hard is that? They're elderly. They've gone through their whole life and have not accepted Christ. Is it possible for them to be saved? Not anything. Everything is possible to him who believes. Hold up your parents. If they're still not Christians, hold them up. Hold them up and let's pray for them. Let's pray that God change their hearts. Their hearts might have been hardened through all sorts of terrible things in their life. Health and Money and separation and all that the world offers you. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. All is vanity. God delays that he might be gracious to you, Peter. God God delays that he might be gracious to you, Greg, Christine. He's delaying. He hasn't denied you. The, The promise is coming. He's just stretching the tent pegs. He's just broadening the heart because... He's waiting that your soul prosper to the extent that you can contain the prosperity that's coming. And if he didn't, you'd be destroyed. Like all those lotto winners, you'd be bankrupt. 
No, God waits that he might be gracious. God waits for that moment. God waits for that time. God meets us on the beach. God organises all those disasters and delays and meets us on the beach. God has a word for that man, a moment for that man. We don't know what God did with that. It's not our problem, it's God's. He organised that. He organises everything. He brought you to here, here today. You might not have given much thought to coming here today. You might have come here out of habit. God brought you here today to hear this word. This word's going to go with you today. And I've been praying that God will write this on the fleshy tables of your heart. When you, when you go to close your eyes this evening and you're on your bed, these words are going to come back to you. God's delays are not God's denials. I am waiting that I be gracious to you. I am waiting that I, I will ex- expand you. I will prosper you. I will grow you. I will make you more like Christ. And Jason, that's all I've got. It's over to you. Half of what I prepared didn't come out. It doesn't matter. God's sovereign. Thanks for the opportunity, brother. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Gateway Life Church. For more information, please visit gatewaylifechurch.org.au. God bless and have a great day.